0: there we go and there we go sweet all right technical difficulties but over now um thank you Instagram for tuning in thank you DLive for tuning in and everyone at a later date on the bit shoots and the YouTubes uh thank you for tuning in um I think this will be a fun stream (laughs) It it might not be you might not like it um But we're going to talk about Babylon, we're going to talk about living in Babylon and how to leave living in Babylon, leave being, leave a life of Babylonian, uh, being Babylonian (laughs) in our current state of, uh, craziness. Burning Shree, what's up? Uh, thank you for tuning in, and, um, yeah, Wobbly, thank you again, um. If you are not here, uh, thank you for the message. And, yeah, um, still no masks, still no worries. Those are kind of my life updates. I um, have friends going through a lot, so just keep um, them in your prayers. I'm not going to get it personal or anything, but uh, just a lot of friends dealing with a lot of the changes, a lot of young 20s, uh, Zoomers and Millennials. Um, dealing with the hysteria caused by all the boomers <laughs> and the Gen X people who are just broken and weak and uh, collapsing in this apocalypse. Um, the bears are having – the bears get it. The bears are having a, a fun. You know, the bears are crushing. Nobody's having more fun than us. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, life's good for me. But, yeah, there's a lot of people out there struggling just with the craziness and the chaos and the changes. So just – be mindful and prayerful for those people out there. And um, as always, faith, loyalty, hope. Just stick true to those three principles and life will just be good. Um, things will work out for you. And it's not bullshit. <laughs> it really will. Um, if you just have those th- three pillars kind of define your life and carry you through life, um, they're firm foundations to build upon for sure. Faith, loyalty, and hope. Um, What's going on post-jazz? Thank you for showing up. Bruins Bear, thank you. I appreciate the lemons. And Burning Tree also, I appreciate the lemons. You guys rock. Um, hit me up with questions in the chat, and I'll get to them uh, eventually. Uh, I guess I should do the plugs. I'm kind of bad at plugs and stuff. But uh, follow me, the Sean B Planet channel on anything, Sean vs. The Planet on uh, Bitshoot, YouTube, here on Live when I do live streams. Uh, replays and podcast videos are on Bitshoot and YouTube on my channel, Sean B. Planet. And my audio podcast, you can find those on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. And social media, you can find them on Instagram, Telegram, all the grams, uh, Gab, <laughs> social, Galactic, to, like, social, Galactic. Um, social Galactic. I'm trying to be more active on Social Galactic. Social Galactic, I'm trying to be more active on. And um, that's Fox Day's uh, social media website is getting going. So I'm trying to build up my points, my, my credit score system on there so, uh, <laughs> so that I can do more things there. Um, but, yeah, Gab, if you're a Nazi, you can join me on Gab. I'd love to interact with you there. Telegram, I have my own channel. And if you're a bear, we have a good bear channel that we can add you to as well. And uh, on Twitter, I'm at SeanVPlanet underscore V3 because I've been kicked off a bunch and I keep coming back. So (laughs) everything else is at SeanVPlanet, 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 S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T. But on um, Twitter, I'm on my version three account. So look for me on all that. Uh, Post Jazz says, good morning, Bruins. Print jobs in seven, taking a break. To listen, our man's here. Hope you're well. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Do not let me interrupt your work, though, Post Jazz. Uh, keep crushing out there. You can watch this replay later, but uh, I also appreciate it. any questions or insights you have. Um, Yeah, everyone's crushing. Everyone's crushing. Everyone's getting it. Let's go. (laughs) It's a Saturday, day 85 of quarantine. Let's do this. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about Babylon, guys. We are talking about Babylon. Living in Babylon, what Babylon was, what Babylon is. What's going on? It. People on Instagram Live. I'm over here on my cell phone on Instagram Live. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, guys. yeah, but let's get into it. Uh, Babylon is confusing, the history of it itself. Um, people, historical sources, Wikipedia, you know, reliable sources like Wikipedia will tell you one thing, and the Bible will tell you another thing. Um, I tend to believe just the biblical stories as just being the most factually accurate. But Wikipedia will tell you that Babylon was founded by King Hammurabi, and, um, Just a big giant history of thousands of years of different little tiny cities and city-states fighting and feuding over each other until eventually Hammurabi brought them all together. Um, And the empire itself lasted for about a thousand years, kind of rising and falling, conquering areas of modern-day Iraq, the Fertile Crescent, um, basically just anything with wealth in the Middle East that wasn't desert um, long before oil. (laughs) So the wealth came from just who had food and who had water and uh, basically basic tools Um, and then just whoever had the technology to conquer each other and the empire itself was basically just whoever had the strength to conquer the most city-states and put his people in charge of those cities and those city-states and it was just one giant empire that just kind of reigned for a while conquering and killing and doing horrible things in the region um But the term Babylon itself has become known as a large, bustling, diverse city, one that worships material wealth, science and knowledge over spiritual health, and just the love of God, the love and the logos of God. Um, Babylon is a term that is basically what has come to be known as being ruled over by elites with secret knowledge who use force for compliance. Um, in the Bible itself, it states that Babylon was founded by Nimrod, Uruk, Uruk, and Akkad. I always mess up biblical names, especially Genesis biblical names, so sorry. You can hate on me if you want. I wasn't born and raised in a church. i read reading the Bible for the first time in the last year, <laughs> last year, last two year, year and a half, and uh, I don't have anyone telling me how to say these names, so I just kind of read them in my head and make them up, but... Nimrod, Uruk, Uruk, and Akkad are kind of the founding fathers, if you will, the founding rulers of the Babylonian Empire. And over time, they forced the uniting of the human race, Um, they forced the speaking of one language, and they attempted to build a tower to heaven where all people would live. And uh, God, of course, if anyone is familiar with the story, God halts the construction of this. He scatters humanity and confuses communication. And intense for people to live kind of a more individual life, a more separate life um, in small communities, small isolated communities, and uh, as opposed to under one one earthly rule, one giant uh, institution of earthly rule. And, uh, yeah, Babylon, Babylon itself took many forms. It evolved. Um, again, this is the biblical, sto- biblical understanding of it and uh over time it evolved it became a conquering empire and held god's people captive multiple times babylon itself became the symbol of an oppressor which against righteous believers must struggle it is the symbol of worldliness and evil of material worship and pleasure seekers Um, after christ long after the empire's physical demise the term babylon itself is used and has been used to describe empires that seek power over the world and its people And not the glory and love of our creator. And, um, yeah, everyone always says that the empire that they're living in, whether it be in exile or under oppression, is Babylon. That tends to be used, but I also believe that we currently do actually live in (laughs) what's best described as Babylon. Um, and it's not even a country. It's not even a nation. It's just the, uh, the powers that be, the ruling class, which now no longer control cities or city-states or um, regional nations. Um, even empires themselves are kind of small in comparison to what the ruling class controls today, which is pretty much a global empire, uh, globalism. You have people who, banking families and powerful families out there, dynasty families that just control the whole world. They use nations as puppets to fight each other. Um, thank you, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is awesome. Uh, Bruins Bear, Post Jazz, Burning Tree. Um, yeah. Thank you for the lemons. Thank you on Instagram for showing up. Um, shoot me questions, and I'll get to them. Now they control the mind, not just states. Yeah, that's true. Burning Burning Tree Bear says, Now they control the mind, not just states or cities. That's so true. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about the false church, (laughs) our false church. Uh, We have come to worship men. We now worship man. uh, We worship knowledge. And we worship the hedonistic life choices and selfish behaviors of our recent ancestors. Our global empire holds the spirit of Babylon caused by our broken spirits and failure of the church. Um, The body of Christ has spiraled downward from being the driving force at our nation's founding and the original European conversions to being spiritually anemic and lazy pew sitters who just who live just as the nonbelievers and the Satanists Satanists who worship this world. We have turned a blind eye to sin and built our faith around self-indulgence. We've come to believe that God owes us whatever we ask, and we place our trust in men, in our fellow man, and in material things and material comforts. We are overly emotional, and we're lacking the logos of God. And um, that's just the way I see it. I don't know. (laughs) That's the way I see things today in America and just life in 2020. Uh, This virus should be obvious, obviously showing that, Uh, the powers, the powers that be, the mindset of man, the mindset is Babylonian though, it is, it is, the mind is Babylon, yeah, (laughs) the choices we make are Babylon, the addiction to hedonism is Babylon, and this pandemic is showing things, is opening eyes. 2020 vision, guys. So this pandemic, this holocaust, is opening eyes. And again, it should be it should be breaking the change, the, the shackles controlling your mind that is Babylon. Um, this whole pandemic is, I mean, honestly, it should just be waking all the Christians up out there. It's a test from God, clearly, uh, in one way or another, either directly or indirectly. And it's a psyop by men. Um, men for men. It's a test run for compliance and martial law. The earthly rulers are testing the temperature of our obedience and our fear and our spiritual brokenness. Um, sorry, I gotta stop saying arms but we clearly lack so much faith living in so much sin that our emotions and physical weakness are destroying us. Our fear and willing unwillingness to adapt is destroying us. The spiritually lost, the spiritually lost, are begging governments to be their gods right now. Um, they want, they're just, I mean, they're screaming, "Build, rebuild the tower!" You know, the tower has crumbled. God is destroying the Tower of Babylon, and instead of learning our lesson and scattering as God wishes us to, and <laughs> becoming more localized and more self-sufficient and more um, faithful and trustworthy we're screaming and demanding that the men start rebuilding the tower it's pretty insane the children of satan need us to beg for their vaccines Um, they need us to put on our own masks the shackles of 2020 our face masks they need us to give up our freedom and they need us to destroy ourselves they need us to kneel to babylon and bow down to the golden statue of moloch Yeah. And I was going to read, I was going to read some scriptures from Daniel, but, uh, the more I was kind of talking and listening to things about it, I guess everyone is just super familiar with Daniel. (laughs) I'm so new to the Bible. Like I read Daniel for the first time this winter. Um, and I guess everyone is just pretty familiar with it. He was exiled him him and his, him and his friends who were kind of, um, in the upper class, the aristocracy of Israel when they, when they were conquered by Babylon, um, I was doing an overview. I'm not going to read from it. I just do this overview. They um, exiled. They were captured by the Babylonian elites and brought to Babylon. Kind of how like the U.S. took the Nazis after we defeated the Nazis in World War II. Um, we took the Nazis, the smart people, and brought them into our empire to build things, uh, make technology be uh (laughs) social engineers and social planners civilization planners and help um further the empire's ambitions um even though they were nazis and supposedly war criminals um it was kind of the intention with daniel but daniel and his friends weren't really nazis i don't think i mean who knows these days but i don't think they were nazis Uh, (laughs) I don't really know. I don't know who's a Nazi or who's not anymore. But, yeah, they captured Daniel, brought him and his friends to Babylon, tried to impose strict rules on him. Um, They refused to eat the food. Um, They tried not to wear the clothing. They still prayed to God. They still remained loyal to God. And time after time, the Babylonians and the king, Nebuchadnezzar, that's one name I do know, Nebuchadnezzar um, kept demanding more and more of them. Uh, at first, it was praying, praying to golden statues, bowing down to the golden statues of Moloch, and then also praying to him. And when they refused, when they simply just refused because it went against um, the plans that God had for them and their faith in God, God alone, not the faith in man or the faith in um, statues, golden statues of bulls, they uh, were put to test. They were thrown into furnaces where God eventually protected them. And they were thrown into lion's dens to be devoured and Daniel famously, um, you know, an angel was sent down and shut the lion's mouths, and Daniel survived the lion's den. Um, Just kind of shows you that when you're in exile in Babylon, when you are in the midst of evil, when you're an exile, when you're held captive by evil forces, just sticking true to your faith and sticking true to God first and God alone will see you through even the most dangerous and deadly of times and situations. And, um, yeah. Then the end of Daniel is just these insane prophetic visions that I just don't even really understand. But apparently he prophesized and predicted the rise of the Persian Empire, the rise of the Greek Empire, and the rise of the Roman Empire. And um, some say America eventually. Um, England and American empires... I don't really get it it's all these weird parables and allegories of animals with giant horns and <laughs> stampeding and I don't know I don't get it uh, I'm not that biblically literate I'm still actually trying to finish reading the Bible all the way through so uh, I'll have to go back and reread <laughs> the crazy prophetic prop pro- pro- the crazy prophecies of Daniel and uh, see if I can piece it together again on a future live stream but um yeah blazing the bear trail thank you for tuning in um, It's movement, right? Movement Explorer, I think. Either way, thank you, Movement Explorer. Thank you, Diva Got No Purse. Um, Ape Go Hard, what's going on? Thank you for showing up. Thank you, everyone. Shoot me chat questions, and I'll get to them when I'm kind of done talking about all this. And, um, yeah, Daniel himself, he was incorruptible. He was fearless. He was trusting in God. Um, When the Babylonians, when the Babylonian rulers cheated him, when they... um, Became corrupted, egotistical, scared of losing their power and their comforts. Daniel held, held firm like a rock. Um, Daniel overlooked nothing. He worked very hard, and he was very conscientious. He was excellent. He was what was deemed excellent. He was hated because he was light, and darkness despises exposure. Um, the evil can't stand good. The devil hates a comeback story, that's for sure. Uh, burning tree says I was reading that you need to have a good understanding of Daniel before you can read and correctly understand Revelation I think so yeah I don't really get revelation either I don't (laughs) there's so many parts of Revelation that I just tune out of I've read it twice I've read the New Testament through twice so I'm reading the Old Testament now for the first time Um, just about to start I just finished uh, um, now I can't think of the name Jonah, the whale, the Nineveh whale, Uh, the fish, the big fish, whatever that debate is. But I just finished Jonah, taking a little break, reading some other books. I'm actually reading this book right now. I think I'm going to talk about it next week. It's called The Sayings of the Desert Fathers, Instagram. Sick book about uh, monks in Egypt and just kind of people who've broken away from the Roman Empire and the Egyptian city-states to just be like these extremely based monks and some of their teachings and stories about them are just truly amazing and eye-opening and inspiring so i'm going to be sharing a little bit of that on next week's stream but after i kind of finish reading that book i'm going to go back to just finishing uh the old testament and uh probably read the new testament again (laughs) because it's so so awesome uh jesus was just so amazing But yeah, Revelation, it was just confusing to me every time I read it, and it's kind of scary. But, yeah. Today, though, let's talk about today. Let's not talk about Revelation. Let's talk about today, because Revelation either has come and pass or it will be in a later date, but we don't need to worry about it too much right now. Because today, what we're witnessing is the starvation of Babylon. Um, It's a famine for the wicked. It's a cleansing of the evil of this world. And as Christians, we need to be happy about this. We need to be embracing this. We need to be loving this. Like nobody should be having more fun than us. <laughs> um, the old paradigm itself is crumbling. The golden statues shattering. It's uh, the false priests in white lab coats are being exposed for the rats they are. The empire is not wearing. The emperor is not wearing any more clothes, and we're allowed to tweet about it. It's uh, pretty amazing if you take the opportunity to do so Babylon is falling And how that makes you feel should open your eyes To the life that you've lived And the life that you have Uh, The things that you were doing wrong And what is a better life for you Um, Are you willing to work hard Are you willing to live a life outside of your shackles Are you willing to take off your face mask And put in some hard work Um, We'll see It's a personal question. It's a rhetorical personal question for you, not the general public. Um, Hedonism itself, I've had some discussions with friends lately about hedonism. Um, I have some people in my life who just worship and love and adore hedonism as a philosophy, and I've been trying to convince them otherwise. (laughs) I thought it was obvious that that's not the right thing to do, but uh, some people are just so lost and broken, and they're like drugs and pornos and... um, just pleasure-seeking lifestyles that they're so brainwashed and gullible and susceptible to tricks and schemes of the devil and they just basically believe in just pure hedonism and that time is done the time is over (laughs) our hedonistic ways are coming to a crashing halt right now guys and uh it's time to wake up to it but hedonism um I guess if you don't know, I, I should probably describe what it is. Hedonism is just basically like the, the philosophy that you um, should seek pleasure at all costs, um, at all times, in all the ways. Um, that's the goal. That's the meaning of life is just to pleasure yourself and live comfortably. And my argument is always that hard work and sacrifice is necessary. Um, life can't be and is not endless pleasure. It is just is not. That's not how nature works. That's how our brains want nature to work and that's not how the reality of nature works. Pleasure seeking is destroying you. It's destroying those you love and it will kill your body and it will destroy your spirit. Um, At some point you need to work, you need to struggle and overcome things, obstacles that are standing in your way and structure needs to be obeyed at times. I've had problems with that. I'm very rebellious. I'm very like anti-authoritarian. I always have been since a little kid in school. I've just been very rebellious to my teachers and principals and coaches and revolutionary. I've always kind of had like an anarchist mind- mindset or like a, a, vol- I call myself a voluntarist, but just kind of an anti-authority mindset. And sometimes you just need order. You need structure. You need things to obey. Otherwise, the society and people in general just collapse around you and as an individual i mean if you just don't obey the laws of nature themselves if you don't obey the structure of nature's laws you will fall you will die you will starve and you will be dehydrated um it isn't pleasurable to make food to find water to build strength or health uh hard work and investments do pay off and they do reward us Hedonism enslaves you to flesh pleasures making you vulnerable or defenseless to manipulations and schemes People are giving in to coronavirus madness and removal of rights because they continue to desperately seek pleasure comforts While avoiding pain work and growth Um, These people they're scared of meeting their maker. They're terrified of God um, whether they admit it or not <laughs> they'll tell you they'll scream and shout how God isn't real but they're terrified of meeting him that's for sure they're terrified of their judgment day um, these people they are avoiding the suffering that is needed and necessary to grow and evolve and um, Plants. If you've ever grown plants in a greenhouse, I haven't. I'm just hearing about these this now for the first time. Um, thanks to Big Bear and thanks to um, all the people that I've seen this year who have taken his advice and just in general taken the initiative to grow plants in greenhouses before planting them in soil outside. But I am now awa- fully aware that plants in greenhouses fail. They die. They die early. They don't become. They don't grow to fruition. 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 Um, without any wind and resistance they need struggle in their life you can't pamper and just baby a plant (laughs) it needs water it needs light it needs things like there's necessary things that it needs and it also needs wind and resistance in order to grow strong to in order for it to plant its roots firmly and be able to withstand the elements of nature when it's finally brought outside so you can pamper a baby you can spoil a baby you can put it in a padded cell and a bubble Little be a little bubble boy that one movie <laughs> where you're like living in a bubble and just trying to keep it as safe as possible and away from dangers but eventually that bubble pops and it has to enter the real world and enter nature where those things don't apply where hard work is necessary where strength is necessary where just growth mental and spiritual is necessary to survive and to prosper and thrive um Currently, we are trading in our liberty for convenience and ease. We've forgotten how to make our own food. We've forgotten how to raise our own kids and just live free and righteously. Um, This is because our parents and grandparents sold us out. They sold each other out. They sold themselves out, and they sold us out, their their offspring. The future generations, everyone was supposedly so worried about. And yeah, our parents and grandparents, they followed the carrots dangling from sticks in front of their faces. And um, now, currently, in 2020, maybe maybe not anymore, hopefully not anymore, but uh, we all are choosing to bow to the golden statues out of fear, confusion, addiction to material, and we have grown used to our temporary rewards and our pleasures. Um, That being said, we need to forgive the Boomers. We need to forgive um, their parents if they're still alive, if your great-grandparents are still alive out there. Um, We need to forgive the Boomers. They rejected the truth and the love of the Creator. Uh, Their parents failed them, and so of course they failed us. The TVs convinced them, the TVs that were new in their life, the mental shackles, the Babylonian mental shackles, that were put into their minds, blasted into their eyes and their brains in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, those TVs convinced them that they were saving the world. They were led to believe that their insanity was righteous, <laughs> to put it simply. Uh, Markiplier, thank you for showing up. I appreciate it. Um, I'll read that. I'll look that up and read that. I'm in a burning tree bear. He says Matthew 21, 12 through 17. Um Jesus, Jesus is cleansing the temple. No one is having more. Yeah, Jesus has his whip out, and he's just whipping out the fucking bankers right now. Uh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Babylon. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, in general, the boomers, they took the tickets. They did the sex, the drugs, the rock and roll. They had their fun, and under the false, all under the false assumption that it was liberating and good they pleasure themselves and worried about themselves only and the tvs convinced them that what they were doing was actually saving the world and now we their offspring the millennials and the zoomers uh now we have to deal with the consequences we have the generational curse of our ancestors and even though i mean we're kind of fucked everything's crumbling right now babylon is falling uh, the Babylon that they built, that our grandparents and our parents built, is crumbling right now, and we now have to pick up the pieces um, and hopefully rebuild something better, <laughs> and not just try to attempt to rebuild what we had before. Um, even though all this madness and craziness is happening right now, we still must forgive them, not only for ourselves but just for our offspring too. Otherwise, the generational curse does continue, and um, just let them die off naturally. Let them just continue living their lives in their heads with their mental shackles. And we need to just reject what they couldn't. We need to um, say no to the slow drip of Babylonian pleasures and comforts and the false sense of security and just the irresponsibility and madness that uh, they have instilled inside of us and in our culture and in our society. Um, we are the ones who break the statues. So even if the statues themselves aren't crumbling, even if some people, the boomers that are still alive, are desperately trying to rebuild the statues that just fell, we have to be the ones that say no. We have to be the ones that smash them again. We need to learn from this and uh, evolve and grow and change. Uh, we need to raise our, we need to make our own food and raise our own kids and return to just God. Return to a good spiritual life instead of. Desperately seeking for the pleasures and material comforts of Babylon So got a couple more s- topics Subjects here uh, again hit me up with questions. We have questions in the chat. I see a lot of people here today uh, Thank you for showing up um, I'll get to your questions But um, how to break Babylon. Let's break Babylon guys uh, We must be willing to burn the money and the comforts and seek first God's kingdom. Are you ready and willing? (laughs) Are you, or do you want Babylon to be rebuilt? Do you want to keep, um, bowing down to the golden statues? Um, are you still making excuses to keep your material wealth and your earthly reputation? Or are you ready for some change? Are you ready for some growth and some evolution? Are you ready to reject hedonism yet? Uh, I don't know if I was a year ago but I fully am now what do your ancestors think of you and your choices and what does God think of your choices Um, but that's it what do you think what do you think your great-great-grandparents if they're looking down at you right now think about you think about your life and think about what you've done Um, do you think they're happy you think they're proud of you? Do you think they're proud of what they made and what they sacrificed and struggled through and for to just look at you jacking off and doing drugs and coping down Pepsi and watching movies, watching Netflix series in your house, your comforted house? Um, Do you think they're proud of you? And do you think that God is proud of you? Do you think that God knows and loves you after all you've done? And... If not, are you willing to repent and ask for forgiveness? Um, He will be waiting, that's for sure. We must be willing to stand and say no when the rest are kneeling. Um, If you can't convince your family, if you can't convince your friends to join you, don't bend the knee. Don't bow down to the statues. Say the truth when the emperor has no clothes, and when threatened with furnaces and lion's dens, you have to just continue standing up and speaking the truth um, We can always walk away from Babylon. it requires our consent. Say no, just say no. It will hurt. it won't be fun or popular. Um, but our reward our reward awaits in heaven. it truly does. The reward is the kingdom itself. Um, this is all a test. this is all a trial run and I think we're failing. I think we're choosing to live in Babylon, and that's exactly what the test itself is. Can you reject Babylon? Um, I mean, rejecting Babylon, it comes with social social shame. It comes with ostracism and sacrifices of wealth and power. More work, more pain. (laughs) No pain, no gain, you know. But the rewards of truth, dignity, health, self, the rewards are truth, dignity, health, self-respect, um, and just the light and the love of the Heavenly Father. Rewards that matter, you know, (laughs) not temporary highs and, uh, temporary pleasures. The true long-term rewards. Um, in closing, like I have fully chosen to opt out of Babylon, um, I say no to Babylon whenever I can, however I can. That makes Babylonians not like me. <laughs> it makes my family worry. It makes my family think I'm insane and crazy. It makes companies censor me. People want to silence me and shut me up. They want to correct my behavior at all times. I have friends and peers that constantly argue with me and name call me and try to shame me to be silent or just agree and be go along with the crowd. Um, but my reward in the now and in the forever is so worth it. It's so worth it. And I just wish that in time they, they see that and they know that and they choose to take off their shackles as well and say no to Babylon. Um, the Babylonians are begging for vaccines. They're begging to wear masks. They are demanding that we shelter in place, that we still demand to be sheltered in place even though there's clearly no threat so that they can all resume their pleasures so that they can return to their, return to their degeneracy. So that their uh, wasteful short-sighted material, selfish, evil lifestyles can continue as they were. They want to continue the comforts that they grew so accustomed to. Um, They demand for the statue to be rebuilt so that they can resume their evil ways and bow down again. They want things to be easy again. They want to be comfortable again. And again, as Christians, we should be celebrating and rejoicing in this, this eye-opening time, this test. We should be loving that it's happening and really trying to seek and prove that we can pass the test. And it's a good time to change. It's a good time to evolve. It's a good time to grow. It's a good time to recognize and realize the error of our ways and be humble about it and be repentive and forgiving about it. Um, our actions and the actions of others and move on and start something new and take the shackles off and smash the statues and get up off our knees and start building, start saying no to Babylon and start building and growing our own lives, our own beautiful, new, awesome lives in the kingdom of heaven, here and there, you know, the now and the then. Um, It all starts by just standing up and saying no to the Babylonians, it's going to be tough. It's tough. It's not easy, guys. But uh, we also need to be taking the harder road, the more difficult road. Um, the Babylonians, they are to be mocked and left to destroy themselves. Take back control of your life. Get up off your knees and laugh at and say no to their foolish attempts to control you or rule over you. Just say no to Babylon. Just say no to Babylon. Um over on Instagram, thank you, Bear Pelagic Bear. You're my dude. Thank you for showing up. Uh, he says, screw them. I get told I'm crazy constantly. I know. I know. The mad will call you mad. That's, that's for damn sure. Um, I don't have it right with me. Maybe I have it with me. In this book, again, I'm reading this book. Awesome book. I recommend you get it. Uh, Sayings of the Desert Fathers. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Abba Anthony, I know it's Abba Anthony, but he has this extremely base quote. Um, yeah, Abba Anthony, means father. Abba is father. Uh, father Anthony says, a time is coming when men will go mad. And when they see someone who is not mad, they will attack him, saying, you are mad. You are not like us. Yeah, that guy, man, these these guys are so inspirational, these monks. Monks and fathers of the desert who basically just reject all evil, (laughs) all the evil all the time. Very inspiring. Um, Baraplegic says, say no to sodomy. (laughs) Yeah, always say no to sodomy. It's the last thing you should be doing. Um, They beg for shackles. They're sick of porno-watching dirtbags. He's sick of porno-watching dirtbags. Can't we just call Island New Sodom and throw all the trash there? Say the title. again... Uh, um, say the. It's called the Sayings of the Desert Fathers. Is the name of the book. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about it on our next week's stream. Same time, same place. Next week, live stream 23. Um, I'm gonna be talking about some of the more based quotes from it. Uh, it's just kind of a collection. It's not really like a book. It's not really like a good fun read. There's no story. It's just kind of a big collection of sayings from all these various monks and. Um, Men of the cloth in the desert of Egypt and different parts of the Roman Empire. Um, people who just kind of got sick of Bab- the Babylonian, the Babylon of their times, the Roman Empire of their times, and rejected it, said no, and went into the desert and just sought God at all costs, first and foremost. And they're just so awesome. They're so inspiring. <laughs> it's been so inspiring. No, you're all good, Bear Polygic Bear. Uh, better late than never, you know. <laughs> Also, if you're late, if you're coming in late, you can catch the whole stream always on my channels, uh, bitshoot.com slash seanvplanet, and I don't know the exact link, but on YouTube you can find my channel, seanvplanet, S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T. I am shadow banned on YouTube, so you have to like specifically search me out. Um, it doesn't really pop up. It doesn't get trending. I don't get monetized because YouTube is run by Satan. <laughs> YouTube is Satan. But I've come to learn that it's good to just use Satan's resources against him. And I'll continue doing that as long as I can until he gets wise and kicks me out of there. It'll be, it'll eventually happen. He'll eventually find a way to kick me off. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, use Satan's resources. Use the enemy's resources against him at all costs. Use their supply lines to feed your own troops, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to look that up matthew burning tree says what's your favorite book in the bible today mine's genesis so much truth and stories learned from um x-ray says thanks sean good job yeah thank you x-ray Barry, you're awesome thank you for everything for just being based on all the on the social medias and for tuning in and god bless you as well um burning tree i think my favorite is ephesians i don't know i i do like genesis genesis is pretty dope um Exodus is kind of cool. It's kind of fun, but it's also just kind of the end is just repetitive and tough to actually read but um If we're talking about just overall like what my favorite favorite is uh, Luke is probably my number one favorite I mean, I read I read Matthew and got really inspired by it, which again We're gonna look at this Bible verse up Matthew 21 12 through 17 or 21 12 through 17 and I um, I read Matthew and it really spoke to my heart. Or I guess it spoke more to the, my more to my mind. It was making me really start to question the brainwashing and the programming I've had and how, you know, just stupid I was for not being a non-believer and so skeptical and distrusting of the Bible. And Mark is good. But when I got to Luke, it really hit me because I had lived a life that was just so broken and degenerate. I've been so removed from God and just so removed from the Bible. Then when I got to Luke, it really just exploded my heart with just understanding and love and truth. Um, I feel like Luke does speak more to, or it shows more how Jesus and God forgive. They're looking for the broken and the weak, the spiritually poor, and showing that it's never too late to overcome that. It's never too late to be found. You know, what is lost can always be found. The parable of the prodigal son Um, the one, the emphasis on God's one, that he doesn't care about numbers. He cares about every single individual that chooses to return to him. And I just remember after reading Luke, I just was a Christian. There's just no denying it. So that has always held a special place in my heart. I do like uh, Thessalonians and Ephesians, though. And I also do like Acts a lot. Acts really speaks to me as well because I do also It's the same as Luke where I feel like I, my, I relate to a lot of Paul's story. I'm not saying I'm Paul. I'm not really even comparing myself to how amazing he was and his life. But in a similar way, like I just kind of went from being rebelliously anti-Christian, violently anti-religious and organized religion to finding and seeing the light and just becoming what I am today, which is an advocate for it, which is trying to wake people up to the truth and the love of God. And I can relate. I mean, that's kind of what Paul's story was. I obviously haven't faced as much persecution as he has. I haven't achieved as much as he has. Uh not nearly, you know, but it just really speaks to me reading Acts and hearing that whole story and just everything that you know immediately followed the the, the death and the resurrection to just how everyone in the first, you know, few hundred years was reacting to it and specifically Paul's story. Um Ephesians I think it's Ephesians 6 is about spiritual warfare and that is a big that's one of my favorite books for sure Um, it's very eye-opening I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Ephesians 6 Um, just about the armor of God putting on the armor of God and talking about each individual piece of the armor and what it means and how to just constantly be aware of and how to know how to defend against Satan and all of his plots and schemes and thessalonians is pretty dope too it's just talks about a lot of like sanctification and um overcoming your sins and repentance and forgiveness and again as someone who's lived a broken and degenerate life his entire life until just being saved last year um a lot of these stories really um hit me hard hit me hard in the heart um I'll get to your questions. Keep sending me questions, guys. I'm, I'm going to stick around and answer whatever you, whatever questions you guys have. Same with Instagram. Instagram might end soon. It always cuts off in an hour. Um, so I got 10 more minutes on Instagram. But if you guys have questions there, shoot me up, hit me up, give me some waves, give me some thumbs ups. I appreciate it. Bear, Plegic Bear, thank you as always. And um, yeah, let's read this Matthew 12 or Matthew 21 12 through 17. Matthew, I have a student Bible here, so it gets a little um, confusing somehow, or study Bible. 21, 12 through 17, let's go. So Matthew, 21, 12 through 17 says, Jesus at the temple. (laughs) Let's go, let's go, (laughs) get the whip, get the whip. Uh, Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. And he left. He then left them and went out to the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. And the prostitutes did. Oh, no, that's way off. <laughs> that's the way. That's the whole next page. Yeah, that's dope. But I have a study, like I said, I have a little student Bible. I use the NIV version just because I am new to the Bible. But eventually, I'll be switching over to the King James. Um, I use the NIV student Bible and um, has a little explanation here. It's called drastic action. So we're gonna get in deep. We're talking about Matthew 21 now, guys. Open up your Bibles. We're now in, Bi- we're now in small group. We're now in Bible reading group. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> drastic action. In Jesus's day activities at the temple supposedly the center for worship of God had taken on a commercial tap cask cast cast in Jesus's day activities at the temple supposedly the center of worship for God had taken on a commercial cast merchants sold sacrificial animals to pilgrims and foreigners at inflated prices the system was designed more for profit Then for true worship, Jesus responded first by aggressively turning out these robbers and then by turning his attention to the people with real needs, the blind and the lame. Jesus was fucking base, dude. Uh, (laughs) Jesus was so fucking cool. Um, He is still fucking cool, that's for sure. Uh, Burning Tree says, God bless you, Sean. God bless you as well, Burning Tree. Catch you next time. Stay in the light. And I will. I'm reading Luke now. Revelation is my favorite. Luke sounds good. We'll start reading it soon. Yeah, I can't recommend reading Luke enough. That's If anyone is reading the Bible for the first time and I know they're coming from or they're in a similar place as I was, um, just a lost and broken place, a place of denial, a place where I don't feel good enough, a place where I feel like my sins are too much, um, that I have a guilty conscience, and that just God will never take me back, God will never accept me back, um, If you just have true repentance, if you just truly need to learn how to forgive and be forgiven, it's definitely the book to read for sure. Matthew, I think, is the best just overall description of Jesus' life and explains very well his intentions and what he was doing here. Um, John as well. John is more of the the divine aspect. It's more of showing you just how truly um, the son of man, the son of God that he was. And it's important. I mean, it's important to read all four Gospels for sure. But Luke, I think I always point people in the direction of Luke because it really shows that God is still waiting for you to repent and forgive people and be forgiven by him. Um, It's never too late. You're never too lost. You always have a chance at redemption. Luke's a great, great read for that. It's a great understanding and explanation of all of that. And it just explodes your heart. I just feel my heart explode every time I read it. Um, God Girls, Gag, gag Girls, I I don't know how to say your name. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, says Full Armor of God. And Spurring Trees says I have a KJV, KJV study Bible. Yeah, I'm going to switch over to the KJV eventually. Um, it's just too old-timey language for me to, like, really learn at, at first. But when I kind of get through and I fully grasp everything, I think, in the Bible, um, with this, which I've found to be the more trustworthy of all the recent translations, the New International Version, which seems like it might be the most grappled <laughs> on the surface, um, I actually feel like it does kind of stick true to the original translation without actually, without, with also it being very readable and under, like being understanding, understandable. Um but I do think the K King James version is probably the best translation to read overall. Um, but we'll see, I'll get back to you when I finish, but yeah, it looks like no more questions. Thank you guys. I appreciate all of it. I appreciate you guys being here and listening to my madness and my rantings and my ramblings. I appreciate it. Um, if you're tuning in at a later date, I appreciate that as well. Uh, live streams are going to be every Saturday morning, uh, 10 AM central time, Sometimes 11 a.m., um, sometimes 10.05 if my internet is freaking out and I have to reset my router. Um, but, yeah, tune in. Ask me questions. Give me criticisms. Demand me – demand apologies of me, whatever it may be, in the chat. Um, I'm not going to do Instagram all the time, so people on Instagram, this is kind of temporary or it's kind of an every once in a while thing. But you can always catch me live Saturday mornings, DLive.tv slash planet And then you can always catch the replays of my streams and all the videos of my podcasts and just other stuff that's video content on my BitChute channel and my YouTube channel. That's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com slash S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T or just, yeah, search on BitChute for me, search on YouTube for me and here on D Live, and you can find all my podcasts. I have funny audio podcast interviews coming out. Um, I just did one with Quincy. Um, Quincy loves BBWs. It's uh, pretty funny. It's pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, check that out. It will be coming out sometime next week or in the next few weeks, and I have some other funny podcasts coming out. I was a guest on a couple people's podcasts. I totally forgot to mention that. Um, Trent Must Talk. Uh, I think that's what it was called, Trent Must Talk. I did a podcast with him where we talked about a cult called Car, and we just kind of roasted them and talked about them and explained how insanely crazy they were uh, with my buddy Trent. And, yeah, so check that out. That's on Spotify, Trent Must Talk. I was a guest on that. Um, I was also a guest on Adamant Anarchies or the Adamant podcast, the Adamant show um a while back as well as dissecting liberty podcasts so you can find all those you can find my appearances on Spotify on all those podcasts and yeah but i guess i should say mine you can find my podcasts on my channel Sean V Planet on Spotify Stitcher Podbean and Google Podcasts i have some i've a good catalog a good collection and i'm going to be having some um hot fresh ones coming out soon so be on the lookout um no more questions, it looks like. So, um, yeah, and if you ever want to send me anything, if you want to send me um, handwritten letters, um, I do pen pal stuff with people, um, just conversations with people in just a more meaningful way with handwritten letters. And if you ever want to send me think cool things, like any artwork, any books or candles, um I love the candles, keep sending the candles, Uh, (laughs) I love the candles, Um, just make sure it doesn't cost you money and don't don't worry about sending money, don't worry about spending too much on shipping or anything, Um, handwritten letters are cool, I'll respond, I'll read them, Um, but yeah you can send all that to my PO Box, that's S-E-A-N-C-O-R-Y, Sean Corey is my name, and it's PO Box 330172, Nashville, Tennessee. 37203. Again, P.O. Box 330172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. If you ever want to send me some shit. Um, So, looks like I'm out. Looks like I'm done here. Uh, I'll be done on Instagram for sure. And, And that, save that. And. Be done on my stream as well. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, Be good, do good, love and be loved. And I'll catch you same time next week, next Saturday morning. We'll be talking about the sayings of the Desert Fathers. So have a good week, guys. Keep surviving quarantine. Don't wear a mask. It's a stupidity test. It's a compliance test. And uh, say no to Babylon. Always say no to Babylon.